0: I'll give it a try. No! Try not! Do! Or oh, do not! There is no try. The, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Dance off, bro! Me and you. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Amigo? O oh, amigo. Uh, amigos! We're all amigos! Caution, do not hold button for more than five seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. You know, you don't talk very much. I like you. Eva. You must unlearn what you have learned. On the cover of a magazine! Your stunned silence is very reassuring. Abominable! <laughs> Can you believe that? Do I look abominable to you? Why can't they call me the adorable snowman or or the? Come on, I'll be here all week. Remember to tip your waitresses. 10th episode of The Joel New World. Um, This one will be a news-exclusive episode only, and I apologize for the lapse in episodes. I know my recent episode was a little over a month ago, episode 9. I apologize for that. There was a change in schedule. I changed jobs and trying to balance my work-life schedule now, and also um, managing to find a good time to record and edit a podcast so here it is here's the 10th episode and i hope to get on a more regular schedule in the future i do apologize for the um, delaying content i usually try to keep up with a, a normal schedule and i don't want to you know stray away from the norm where i usually release one every week but i hope to get back to that schedule here very soon but i did want to release a new episode for you so you have some new content to listen to and thank you all for your support and downloads and listens. Um, yeah, it's been great to see all of the support that you guys are giving me. And every little download helps. So make sure to download when you can. And follow me on YouTube at Joel New World. And check out some of those room reviews that I post. Maybe some other things like MagicBand Plus, And just some of those um, quick videos from my experiences at the parks. Or at the hotels and resorts. So this is the 10th episode. It's going to be all news because there was a lot that's happened this past month, including D23, a lot of Disney Plus releases, different parks news, and much, much more. So let's get to it. I'm going to start with the most recent and kind of work my way back. Uh, If you're not aware, Epcot, they kind of keep this under wraps really well for something that's a good advertising opportunity or good marketing promotion. But it's the 40th anniversary of epcot i remember five years ago attending the 35th anniversary that one was pretty hush hush they don't make a huge deal of it for some reason it almost seems like they really want magic kingdom to kind of um, or maybe the resort as a whole walt disney world to get the glory but epcot just celebrated its 40th anniversary um october 1st 2022 marked the 40th anniversary of epcot so it's been around for a long time. It's seen some changes, um, good and bad, over the years. And um most recently opened Cosmic Rewind, which is my still my favorite ride, and I got to ride it with one of my best friends uh from high school and growing up as a kid. Uh met them this past weekend. We got to ride it. It was their first time, um, their whole family riding it for the first time, and they loved it, so uh, I didn't steer them wrong and They basically were speechless when it was done, which is what I see almost every single time I ride it with somebody for the first time. And, um, and yeah, we still haven't gotten sick on it. I know a lot of people, if you get motion sickness from spinning around and things like that and going quickly, um, but it doesn't affect me at all. I could ride it all day long, but if you are, just kind of keep that in mind, uh, and consider that people do get sick on this attraction, but... If you do not, you're gonna love it. If you can do Space Mountain, you can do Rock and Roller Coaster, you can do this ride, and it's much better than those two, in my opinion. So, uh, I finally got a new song. I got Iran, and that was my first time getting that one. I think I've gotten five out of the total six songs. I think the only one I'm missing is Blondies. Uh, one way or another, I think that's the one I'm missing. Um, but yeah, I love all the songs. I Ran was definitely up there in the top three. And I think my favorite I like conga because it's kind of upbeat Kind of like a dancing song And you know exactly when that music hits for the first time You know what song it is It took me a second to figure out I Ran Kind of starts off slow but then it gets going really well I like Everybody Wants to Rule the World That's a good one as well So uh, Still an incredible ride And it, it just gets better for me Especially when you ride it with somebody for the first time It's a great experience to share For sure Now, moving on. Speaking of Epcot's 40th anniversary, we were there on October 1st, 2022. We attended it, and we had a great time. Uh, Considering it was the 40th anniversary, it was not extremely packed like I thought it was. We received, on entering, there was a special, you know, like those park maps that kind of are brochure style. We got a special one with October 1st, 2022 on it. And it's kind of like a pinkish-red. Purple color scheme, and it kind of has like a reflective quality to it, so it's kind of special. We're gonna, we got one for everybody in our family, we're going to keep it and uh, hold on to that because it's a cool collector's item for sure. It just kind of tells what's special about that day, what they were doing at 11 a.m. They had something at the American Pavilion. We walked by very quickly, it was just a celebration of Epcot and the 40th. Josh tomorrow was actually there. He was the guy, which we'll talk about later, um, who did the D23 Expo presentation for the parks. He is the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. We actually saw him. He was taking pictures with a few people. Um, So it was nice of him to take pictures and everything like that. Um, So it was kind of cool seeing him. I feel like I've seen him before, too. Uh, We also, when we exited the park, we got a really nice poster. It was a very sturdy poster with that same color scheme that I was talking about, the purple... Pink red with the Epcot 40th on it and the date. And it also has a reflective quality as well. So if you um, kind of hold it in the light, it'll kind of flicker or um, reflect some of that light. It's kind of like aluminum foil, if you will. So that was very cool. We plan on framing that and putting it in our Disney room um, as a nice piece of artwork. But that was very nice. I even got an extra one when I went the next day. So they must have over ordered those posters. Uh, Like I said, the crowds weren't that busy on that Saturday which was the first but I went on Sunday again and was able to get another poster the most crazy thing about it was the merchandise line at the um, the new I think it's called Connections right? correct me if I'm wrong you guys probably scream at me if I got the name wrong but that new one that used to be Mouse Gears um, that line was 90 minutes at one point so they were releasing some exclusive merchandise just for this day only they had a new magic band, which I think they're still selling. Um, not just on that one day. My wife ended up getting that magic band. Very cool. It has a bunch of different colors and those little loops or those circles that make up that Epcot logo. Looks really cool. Um, and more of those magic band pluses are starting to come out, too, for the holidays and such. But uh, they had special T-shirts with the dates on it. Uh, ended up getting a almost like a Yeti-style coffee travel mug. It has the logo on it, it looks really cool. It has like a red lid and it's a silver stainless steel uh, look to it. Very cool. And I got a couple pins with figment on it one was a pass holder, one was not, but those are very cool as well. They had a jumbo figment pen, which was like $115. Huge, it's almost as big as a plate, which I've never seen before, but that was kind of cool to see. And just a few other things they had a figment plushie with like a 14 or not a 14th, but a 40th anniversary sweatshirt on. That was cool. We got that for the kids and we had a good time. It was a really good time. They had some special limited edition food items we didn't partake in, but we saw them and they looked good. Um, Other than that, it was a good day at the park and the weather is starting to turn very nice following Hurricane Ian, which is one of the most destructive hurricanes or tropical storms that we've seen in the Florida area. This is my first experience with it and we lucked out where we live. We live far enough west where we didn't get slammed with you know two feet of rain like some other parts um, and the higher winds but we ended up getting like I think nine inches of rain which is still a lot in a 24-hour period. But the thing about this storm was it just moves so slow through the state that means that Um, that rain is just continually dropping on you. And some of the areas, I know where I work, closer to downtown, that whole street was flooded, couldn't get to work. And, yeah, there was just a lot. We were very fortunate here where we lived not to have lost power. And we didn't get any flooding whatsoever. So we were very lucky where we were. Some other places like Fort Myers in Florida, they got leveled. They got destroyed. So uh, definitely encourage you to... You know reach out and see what ways you can donate or help and um or if you're in the local area see if you can donate your time and volunteer because they definitely need some help and support right now and um and yeah that was one of the most destructive hurricanes to hit florida so we're very lucky and fortunate where i live and most of the people that i know weren't significantly impacted so um We kind of dodged a bullet there, and since then, the good thing that came from that is much nicer weather. It hasn't rained since then, it's in blue skies every single day, when we wake up it's like 60 degrees, and it does get hot when you're out in the sun, but if you're in the shade it feels extremely nice, especially for Florida summer weather. Uh, I know we're in October now, but it's starting to feel nice outside, it's starting to feel more like fall or spring, that kind of springtime feeling. And it feels nice, so that's one positive to take from this. It kind of cleared up that hot weather, and hopefully the the fall is here to stay. Okay, moving on. That takes care of Epcot 40th. We do plan on um, trying some other things while we we're at Epcot. We did, or I know I did personally, my wife and I. We tried a few of those Food and Wine Festival items. We got one of the griddled cheeses. We're trying to complete. Um, emails fromage montage everything that involves cheese so if you take your little passport that you get it's like a little booklet they'll give you five stamps you have to complete five of those items it could be five of the same items too if you want to as long as you get five stamps you can cash it in for a treat or dessert at the end for free after paying for five items so we're trying to do that i think we're at like three stamps now but uh, we forgot our book one time so we're kind of We're doing like the double book thing. So we might end up with two eventually. But we had the griddle cheese over in Greece. And that was delicious. That was one of the most delicious things I've ever tasted. My wife agrees. It was basically just a wedge of cheese that they threw in the griddle. Got like a nice caramelization on it. And then they topped it with honey and pistachios. That was one of the best things I've ever eaten at Epcot. So I highly recommend that one. We also got the lamb gyro from there, from Greece. So it was pretty good. Uh, I'm sure you could find a better Euro somewhere, but on a hot day especially, it's kind of a cold uh, wrap or gyro. That one's pretty good. I recommend that if you're wanting something light. And if it's a hot day, that might be a good option for you. It was pretty good. Definitely get the griddle cheese over that if I could. And then another item I got was the corned beef uh it was like shredded corned beef, 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 almost like poutine, like on, on kettle, kettle on chips. Charts. And that was and that really was good too. Good it and had it like had those like cheese curds on melted on top with some, some corned beef, beef that was shredded, and shredded on, 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 on those, shredded on those like kettle like cooked chips, chips that were fresh. And they were really good. And that was part of the meals from Laj Mosh. So highly recommend that. Those two I would probably recommend. The Euro. If you love your own try that one. Try or that one. one. Try it yeah, out. Try it out. If, not, if, if not, not, probably skip, skip it, it, and get and something get better, better, But I'm 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 it wasn't bad bad I'm saying, I'm, I'm right, saying it. Alright, right, on, to go on to 23, 23, 23 That happened happened for me, the in California. I believe I got the dates right there. It was around that time. So almost a month ago I watched the live stream, stretch, especially and carcass now coming on, coming on. And I just want to talk a lot about some of those announcements. A lot of of a lot of, of
1: it, it seemed kind of like a big big
0: story event. With a bunch of bunch of people in front, right? Right? Kind of kind of bunch, with with similar that happened happening behind doors. Doors, doors should, should, have should have have. And then announce announced what's coming what's coming. coming they did, they did did really really recognize announces what was coming. Like we like we thought might be coming. So so we could do this or we or we can do that. What, about, what this? about this? What about, what about that? that? This would, this be, this great, would be great, great wouldn't, wouldn't it? That was that kind of, was kind what, of was what it was. That was kind coming, what it was. It, coming, coming, coming. Um, uh, um, other than a few other, other, other minor things, things but we didn't, it didn't get, get huge any huge announcements from this. From this. And, and I know, know a lot of people found out about that, but I think it is very hopeful. I definitely appreciate them looking to the future and looking for an answer to universe third card coming very soon. Epic Universe. Um, so if you're not aware, Universal is opening a third theme park to compete with Disney World here in Orlando. And I feel like Disney's, Disney's going to have to step it up and either create a new park, which I think would help alleviate some of those crowds. Definitely in Disney Disneyland, they definitely need a third park there. But, they need something new, right, to kind of uh, drive that competition. Because right now, a lot of people are saying Universal has that upper hand. Um, so I feel like Disney's going to need to answer that very soon. And whether that's a new park or a new land or whatever it may be, they're going to have to answer it very soon. So like I said, a lot of it was just a lot of dreaming and a lot of fans just kind of, um, you know, it's kind of like a fanboy discussion of, wouldn't this be great? It looked like they just kind of took a lot of ideas from the fans to do some fan service for the time being. Because they didn't really have any official plans in place is what I was kind of gathering from this conversation or this expo. Some of the ideas were um, turning Dinoland in Animal Kingdom, turning Dinoland USA into a Zootopia-themed area, which I feel like would be fantastic. I love Dinoland, but there's a huge gap right there next to the carnival games, and it just kind of feels like it's kind of at a standstill right now. There's a huge open area. They demolished one of those rides. It was the uh, Primeval Whirl, the one that kind of spinned around or spun around they demolished that one and it's just kind of been empty since and there's just a wooden fence in its place Um, so they talked about that Zootopia is a city full of animals I feel like that would be a perfect theming for Animal Kingdom a place that is heavily themed to animals obviously so I think that would be a great opportunity and I really hope they don't touch that Animal Kingdom playground the dino dig area my kids love it. It's probably the best playground at a theme park that I've seen so far. So I hope they don't get rid of that. But um, it probably does need a little bit of refreshing in that Dinoland area. And I think Zootopia would be a great addition. It doesn't have any representation of the parks anywhere. And I feel like it's a good movie and a good, um, you know, IP to involve in the parks. Especially at Animal Kingdom. They talked a lot about, and I know this is kind of funny and there's probably some memes out there about this about looking beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Josh Tomorrow said, imagine this, go with me here. Look beyond Big Thunder Mountain. And he said, to which you would see a cocoa-inspired land, possibly even Encanto. So they showed some concept art of, you know, Mexico and the coco inspired area, the Encanto further behind it. So it sounds like they're talking about looking beyond Big Thunder Mountain whatever that means and expanding behind that area so in Magic Kingdom maybe creating a new land behind Magic or behind Big Thunder Mountain Railroad so that would be cool I really want that to happen I was kind of bummed out that it didn't officially or it wasn't officially announced so I'm kind of bummed out about that but that would be very very cool and I'm afraid it's not for quite some time Like maybe five years down the road but uh, at the earliest, but I do think that's great that they're thinking about it. I just wish they would have had something more permanent set in stone. This is what we're doing, you know? That would have been cool. But for now, we just kind of use our imaginations and wonder what would be best. I think they're going to kind of put that out there and then see what people want, you know, kind of hear what people are most invested in and what they really want to see in the parks so that's just my opinion of it and they also teased about a possible villain's land or even a dedicated park i know some people have been talking about that for quite a while this idea seemed a little bit more far-fetched and maybe even 10 years down the road so maybe they are thinking about expanding into a new park um, or dedicated park Uh, maybe adding a fifth one instead of the just the four that they have here in orlando Maybe, or maybe it's just a new land somewhere that they haven't really thought about yet. So, whatever the case may be, that would be very incredible. That would be awesome to see just villains-themed parks. For whatever reason, people enjoy villains. They enjoy the bad people. Without a good villain, it's hard to have a good hero. So, um, they need their due, too. And I feel like it would be kind of fun to see a villain's lair. They're some of the coolest characters in... Um, Disney properties, or Disney IP, so I would like to see that a little bit more. See those every single day. So, beyond looking beyond Big Thunder Mountain, turning Dino Land into possible Zootopia, and beyond a great villain's land, you know as much as I do. And it's basically a big brainstorming idea, getting us hopeful, and I know a lot of the ideas that are presented at D23 don't actually come to fruition, so... You know, take this with a grain of salt. I'm excited that they're actually presenting this to uh, the public openly, but I feel like maybe one of these ideas will probably come to be or come to pass. But um, in the most likelihood, I think Dino Land is going to be the one to come first. That would be the easiest transition and um, you know, reconstructing and re-theming a certain land. So. Uh, that's what we had from D23 regarding the parks news. They also announced, I know we've been talking about it on our podcast for a while, Tron. When is it going to open? I was very hopeful they were going to announce it for October, but uh, I was off a little bit. I was a little bit uh, optimistic about that timeline, and it in turn has been changed to spring 2023. So just a few short months away, it could be possibly opening soon. I think they just announced spring because they didn't want to give a certain date. And I know due to the pandemic, this project's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So they didn't want to have another hiccup in the way and say, March 1st, it's going to open. They just left it open to spring 23. And I think as we get closer, maybe a month out, they will announce a permanent permanent opening date. I know with that, a lot of people, my friend included, I mentioned he came in town. He was like, Are they ever going to reopen this railroad again that goes around the whole park i said yes but it's been closed for quite some time at least like four or five years i can't give an exact date but it's been a really long time since i've ridden the railroad at walt disney world so with the opening of tron that will come too they have to lay some tracks and it actually goes through tron so i don't think they want to reopen the railroad before tron and kind of spoil any of the the newness to it, if that makes sense. But I think along with Tron opening, they're going to extend the railroad opening as well to the same time. So we'll have a couple of attractions opening at the same time and probably take a few of the crowds. I, I expect the railroad to be really busy when it returns because it's beloved by everyone, um, young and old. And I think it's going to take a lot of people. And it's going to be very busy for a few months for the foreseeable future so like i said it's been closed for almost five years so it's going to be busy but i'm very very happy to at least see the railroad going around walt disney world again i love seeing that railroad and i love riding it as well it's probably the one of the best attractions at magic kingdom in my opinion it's classic all right so my prediction was off on tron and it was off by a few months so not too bad maybe six months but it is coming in the spring and i look forward to writing that for the first time maybe they'll give a pass holder preview and i can get on that a little bit early that would be great and then i'll give my full review here one big announcement i was very excited for was that the hatbox ghost the one in disneyland is going to be making its way here to orlando so at Magic Kingdom's um, Haunted Mansion here in Orlando, the Hatbox Ghost will be coming soon. So that's very exciting. I think on the calendar they showed was uh, fairly early next year. I feel like by Halloween at the latest, it'll probably be up and running. So that is exciting news for the future of Walt Disney World. Like I said, it was kind of a big brainstorming event. That was a kind of a bummer. But it leaves you hopeful and, um, you know, wishing for more and kind of hopeful for the future. Uh, So we'll see what happens, what other news they want to uh, pass along to us as fans and customers and and lovers of Disney. So we'll see. I think they are feeling a little bit of pressure from Universal to step up their game and start announcing new things. I think they kind of rushed it with D23. And just kind of drop these ideas out there without having anything set in stone. That's just my prediction. But I do foresee very soon they're going to have to answer Universal with something other than Tron. Because that's been announced for a long time now. So, they're going to have to announce something very soon and one of these ideas could actually come to fruition very soon. Next, we're going to move on to Disney Plus releases. Since my last episode, quite a bit of content has been released on Disney Plus. Including She-Hulk. That one's kind of a... Love-hate relationship with a lot of people For me, I enjoy it, I think it's fun I haven't finished it yet, I've seen about 2 or 3 episodes It's fun, it's very short to watch It's like 25 minutes And it's fun, like I said You can't take everything too seriously A lot of people want their Marvel shows to move that Timeline or move that um, Storyline ahead further This one just kind of has its own Story, its own place in the universe and it's not serious. It's very, um, it's very comedic and kind of more lighthearted than some of your traditional Marvel, especially Endgame or Infinity Wars and things like that. So you're going to get that. You're going to get Wakanda Forever very soon. You're going to get your traditional serious Marvel movies that move along that storyline further. But this one's its own entity, and it's a fun. Uh, addition to the universe in my opinion so i know some people hate it some people love it for me i like it i'm kind of right in the middle Andor, the star wars um series has released i'm going to be honest i haven't seen any of it and i'm kind of disappointed in myself maybe i'll watch some of it today but they have at least four or five episodes out now looks incredible if you're a fan of rogue one this is the prequel to that and it's a little bit more about Cassian Andor' backstory, how he got started and how he started this movement to um, kind of defy leadership, basically, and the Empire. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Maybe I'll watch some of that here soon. And I will definitely let you know my thoughts here on the podcast. One that I really enjoyed, and again, some people hated it, some people loved it. A lot of these are divisive nowadays, like with the recent Star Wars. You're seeing this trend where some people love it, some people hate it. For me, I take it for what it's worth. I try to enjoy it. I try not to predict things too much. And I just take it for what it is. And if it's fun, it's fun. And I like that about Thor Love and Thunder. It was one of my favorite um, movies of recent in recent months. So it was a fun take on Thor. Taika Waititi directed it. Very similar to Ragnarok, a little bit different though. So the style is similar, it's there. uh, Very humorous, as opposed to the first two Thor movies. So I do look forward to releasing a movie review of Thor Love and Thunder. I think that might be my first one, because I enjoyed it so much. And it is fairly new as well. So I do want to do a movie review of that, possibly in my 11th episode. So we'll see. Hocus Pocus 2, that's a beloved franchise 1993 was when the first Hocus Pocus was released everybody loves it everybody I've talked to for the most part loves Hocus Pocus there's that nostalgia factor too released a long time ago just watched Hocus Pocus 2 and I liked it I wouldn't say I loved it or liked it better than the first one but it definitely didn't feel terrible I will say it was a fun movie a good uh addition to the hocus pocus universe if you will Um, it does further along that storyline and it kind of closes up some loose ends as well so i do enjoy hocus pocus 2 if you love the first one definitely watch the second one especially this time of year it just released on september 30th so check it out it's out there now i also noticed a nightmare before christmas sing-along so if you're a big big fan of that give that a shot the Mighty Ducks Game Changer series. I started watching the first one when it first came out. And then I just kind of lost track of that. But it wasn't bad. Um, I don't think Emilio Estevez is in this one anymore. So I'll have to see about that. But um, that's a new series. If you're into that Mighty Ducks franchise, there's a new one out there. And Pinocchio with Tom Hanks as Geppetto has been released as well. That was part of Disney Plus Day before D23. Haven't seen it yet. I heard it's basically Pinocchio... Um, So a lot of these animated features are being made into live-action remakes, as you know. And I I think they want to see it kind of come to real life with these movies. Pinocchio, I don't know if it needed to be made. But again, I'm taking it for what it is. And I'm just kind of judging it based on the movie. And I'm trying to throw out all my prior knowledge of these movies. A lot of these are exact remakes, so I don't really understand... You know why they're making shot-for-shot shot remakes of these movies. Maybe they're trying to kind of recapture those iconic scenes that everybody knows, but I don't know. I enjoy the movies, you know. Some people are very critical of them. Not me, I just watch it and I enjoy it. So, um, Pinocchio is out there as well. In my next episode, like I said, I think I would like to do a movie review of Thor, Love and Thunder. It really gets you invested in the, the villain right away who is played perfectly by christian bale and definitely of the four Thor movies this one's kind of scary honestly um he plays the villain really well and he also um in some way makes you want to root for him too without giving anything away in this episode so um i don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that that'll be in my movie review episode but christian bale does an amazing job playing um this villain and it is kind of scary so it's probably the scariest and it kind of makes you wonder the most out of all four of these movies how is Thor going to get out of this one and uh, and yeah and Jane makes her return as well so uh, big storyline there. So in future episodes I hope to release um, some movie reviews or even some and/or reviews. I might do a special kind of like side series or side. Um, episodes of and or series review as well but in the future look out for that there's a lot of content out there we're living in the best time for digital content and streaming content it's on demand you can see it anytime you want to so we're definitely living in a great time for that Thank you. August 19th, we went to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It started off a little rocky, um, and a little wet, a lot of wet, because as soon as we got there, we went to the TTC. We were staying at Pop Century for this trip, and uh, we drove over to the TTC at Magic Kingdom. We got onto the monorail. We were actually waiting for the monorail to arrive and then the sky opened up and the bottom dropped out of it it started raining like crazy i haven't seen it rain this hard in a long time and i know it's hurricane season here in florida so we've been noticing every about every afternoon around the same time like four o'clock five o'clock um it just starts raining so it's that time of the year it's that season and uh yeah, it, it the bottom opened up. We got on the monorail. We were hoping it would stop raining uh in that short ride over to Magic Kingdom. It did not. I think it got worse, it got harder and harder. And we had no choice but to kind of walk through the the rain to get to check in and get to the party. Cause we didn't want to wait around because it looked like it was gonna rain for a while. And we got soaked. Um we were trying to go around people, you know, when you come down that ramp on the monorail, it's kind of, you're kind of confined to a single file or side-by-side side, and there's a bar that goes down the middle, so you're kind of trapped in there and the person in front of us was going extremely slow, so we just got soaked and uh, and yeah, it was, it was crazy. There was a lot of lightning, extremely close lightning. I was I was very uh, scared for a minute. Uh, One hit right when we were in the park, like right next to us. And you know when that lightning hits immediately and the thunder sounds almost instantaneously? That's exactly what happened. It scared the crap out of me. And just to kind of give you a picture of how bad it was, a lot of lightning, a lot of thunder, a lot of rain. And that little stretch going into Tomorrowland from that bridge, you know, where the main hub is, into Tomorrowland, that was completely flooded, and the water came up above my ankles, so there was no chance in keeping my feet or my shoes wet uh, or dry. They were soaked. Everybody was getting soaked. I felt like a movie star coming down that stretch into Tomorrowland because everybody was just recording us walking through this water like we were crazy, but there was really no way to get around it. We are trying to get undercover, and that was the best way to do that. We are trying to get stuff done while, um, you know, all this was going on. Maybe get inside to, uh, ride somewhere, but almost everything was shut down. Um, and this was, like, right before the party started at 7 p.m. If you're not familiar, you can get there at 4 p.m. Your ticket to the party gets you to Magic Kingdom at 4. And then they start kicking people out um, as it gets closer, I think around 6 o'clock. And then 7 p.m., the party officially starts. You get a, a small bag. It's a decent-sized bag for, um, for trick-or-treating, and everybody in your family gets one of those bags. And you go around and you get different uh, candy items. Um, throughout the park, there's different snack stations. And the first one was the best because you get like a full-size bag of cookie M&M's, which I hadn't tried before, but they're really good. Uh, but it was a full-size bag of M&M's. I guess I could have gone back through that as many times as I wanted. And that's the good thing about this. You can uh, trick-or-treat multiple times. So you can go through, get your handful of candy, get back in line, do it all over again. And you can really make out with a lot of candy like we did. We got a lot of Starburst, a lot of Snickers, Twix, uh, M&Ms. We, we really made out like bandits on this trip. But at first, it was a little bit rocky. And we were a little bit disappointed. So right at 7, we couldn't find a, a treat location anywhere. Um And that continued up until about 7.45. So the first 45 minutes of this party, we could not find a place to go trick-or-treating. And when you have little kids and you promise them we're going to go trick-or-treating, like, that's what they want to do. And I don't blame her. My daughter was a little bit upset, um, as well as us, because we, you know, paid a lot of money for the party and we expected to trick-or-treat, get a lot of snacks, all that good stuff. But we couldn't find it for the first 45 minutes of the party. So that was kind of a downer. Um, But luckily... Once that first one opened, I think they were waiting on their candy or something, but, you know, they're Disney. They need to be more organized than than that, honestly. Um, But other than that, it was great once it started. We got a ton of candy starting around 745, a little bit late. And once that got started, things kind of started to feel more like, you know, the Halloween season and the party could officially begin, in my opinion. So... It started off a little bit rocky, but it turned into a great evening. We tried a couple of the overlays for the rides. Uh, The Mad Teacups, or the Teacup Party, was one of them that had a spookier overlay. It had some kind of funky music. It wasn't exactly Halloween music, but it just kind of sounded like a spooky mix. And then the lights were more Halloween colored. A little bit darker, too, I noticed. Uh, And it was really cool. It was fun. We rode that one. Me and my wife, uh, Megan, we rode um, Space Mountain with the lights completely off. And not going to lie, that was pretty scary. But uh, I think that may have been my first time doing that with all the lights off. You don't realize how many or how much those little lights throughout Space Mountain normally really adds to it. And you can kind of see a little bit as you're riding it. But but this time with all the lights off, it was it was pretty scary. I rode in the front and... I had no idea what turn was coming or what drop was coming. It was a lot of fun. But boy, that that ride is really jerky. Uh, And it felt like I was just getting beat up the whole ride. But but we had a really great time. A lot of fun. If you're not familiar with these parties or these after-hour events, they're great because you can pretty much walk on any ride that you want to. And especially if you time it through the fireworks like we did here. So we walked on Space Mountain maybe and it it's a long queue it takes a long time to walk there so the five minutes it took to walk there by the time we got there we were ready to go um and it was during the fireworks and nobody was there and then after the fireworks when we got off of the ride the wait time had jumped up to like 40 minutes uh or 30 minutes or something like that so right after the fireworks everybody ran to space mountain and uh seven doors mine train as well i'm sure but um but yeah, we, we uh, got on that one, walked on that one. I walked on Big Thunder, and as soon as I got done, I went back through, and the the ride wasn't even full the second time. It was, So yeah, we, we were able to get on a lot of rides. We did um, People Mover. We did a lot of different rides. We saw the parade and it was an incredible parade that was probably the highlight of the night for me we had a fantastic spot for it we didn't get directly on main street but you know where it kind of circles around by the train station we got right in there it was kind of like on the side where the emporium is and in that little circle hub in the middle we were like right there they roped off a section and we got right behind the rope and that and was that basically where really the parade, parade ends. And so, so right when it comes around that curve, right, curve it'll go it'll back in there by, by the firehouse fire, and the and Harmony Barber Shop. So it'll go right there, there, and and and, and, um, and, um, and yeah, and and yeah, it was, was spot, spot, didn't and didn't really, really high, five or four spots. Five we me up, rolled up, rolls really up, up, with both of our kids right there, and they got a they got them front, front, front row, front row. You basically of this this incredible parade, and. If you haven't, if you see haven't it seen before, it before, it's, it's really, really it, great. It's really, it's really fun, long, and we were kind of joking how slow it moved, because, because it seemed hard. like it took forever for that opening sign to like get to where we were. But like once it started coming, it had incredible, incredible um, characters, incredible floats, the works. It was just fantastic. I can't say enough good things about it. And um, where we were standing, they had like a little clock tower right there. I think there's like bathrooms and things like that right there as you walk in. it's If you walk in, it's like to the left uh, on Main Street. But I didn't notice, but that was kind of lit up red, the clock, and it was kind of cool to see. And I was joking with my wife, but it would have been great if we caught this one lightning strike that went right behind the clock tower. That would have been a perfect photograph for Halloween. But it's very hard to catch those. Anyways... All the floats, all the characters that you get to see. We got very excited for one character in particular. It was the bowler hat guy from um, Meet the Robinsons. He actually was there and we went crazy for it. Me and my wife were like, oh, it's the bowler hat guy. Um, I know he has a name, but we, we just call him that. And, you know, we just see some characters that you don't normally get to see, some incredible floats that you don't get to see every single day. And it was just a great experience. We dressed up as the Incredibles. We had some more detailed outfits and costumes and things like that. But with the rain and how hot it was, we did not want to, you know, endure that pain before. We've done that um, before, but it was like September, and that was even hot. But this time, we didn't want to because they were long sleeve. They weren't really breathable. So we didn't do that. And I couldn't imagine if... We wore that and just got soaked immediately. Like Mr. Incredible suit has like padding for muscles and things like that. So that would have just been soaked all night. It would have been extremely hot and uncomfortable. So we just had backup t-shirts to wear, which I know is kind of boring. But, um, with the rain and how hot it was, we didn't really want to just be uncomfortable and ruin our night. But we did see a lot of Incredibles themed families and, um, that was kind of fun to see all the different costumes and things like that. But that one of the highlights of the night was that during the parade, when the Incredibles were riding in their car down the street, they pointed to us. They uh, actually acknowledged us and uh, kind of flexed and did their thing. And that was pretty f- special for us. Uh, my kids and our family as well. We really thought that was a good touch. And uh, it's nice that they interact with the guests and the audience as they're going by. So um, that was pretty special. And that was a, Definitely a moment that we're going to remember for a while. And it went until midnight. We rolled out at like 1230 p.m. They did the the Sanderson Sisters show. They had a really nice fireworks show. And that parade, I feel like, is the highlight. We saw the Headless Horseman kind of leading out. It was a little weird with the rain. Um, and I've been hearing a lot of stories of them being canceled. Like the first one will get canceled, but the second one will happen and so forth. But we kind of looked out and they had it twice the first time the horseman came out but then nothing else happened so I think it kinda got delayed by like 30 minutes or so and uh, just really glad that that it went through and uh, we didn't really miss out on that much so very excited a lot of cool photo opportunities as well and it was a lot of fun like if you haven't been to one I highly recommend it if you can avoid going as close to Halloween as possible The October dates are a lot more expensive for obvious reasons. But if you're trying to save some money and maybe you don't want to take a very long trip, but you want to go to Magic Kingdom with your family, I highly recommend getting this ticket because you do get in at 4 p.m. I highly recommend you utilize that time, get there at 4 p.m. and stay until 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. I guess. And you really can get a lot out of that. It's almost the same price as a full day ticket to Magic Kingdom. And you get basically the park to yourself, uh, so to speak. You get access to any ride that you want. They don't have the Genie Plus system during that time, but you don't need it because, like I said, I walk on Big Thunder Mountain twice, and the second time it wasn't even full. So there were like three or four families on it, uh, or like twosomes on the on the the railroad ride, but are um, on the train. Uh, anyways. If you're into rides and want to get a lot of rides in, go at this time because you're going to get everything you want to get done, done. And you can meet exclusive characters that are in Halloween costumes or evil villains that you don't see. Like, we just saw Jafar hanging out and taking pictures with people and other people like that. I know Jack and Sally were out as well. We didn't want to waste our time, or not waste our time, but we didn't want to dedicate like an hour to waiting in line for some of these characters, but if you're into that, that could have been worth your while. Um, So like I said, really great night, really great party, and it's very memorable, and you can do whatever you want. There's exclusive food as well. We had, over at Pecos Bills, we had the almond corn cake with candy corns. I know in my last episode, I went over the menu for it. This one looked exactly like Cornel Macabre, but once you cut into it, it's like a almost like a cornbread consistency, and it wasn't overly sweet either, which was nice. But it was just sweet enough, and it was a good good cake. It was like a yellow cake, uh, but it was really good. Uh, over at Sleepy Hollow, we ate there later on. Uh, we enjoyed the Worms and Dirt Funnel Cake. So it was like a traditional full size funnel cake with cookie crumbs on it, chocolate ice cream in the middle, and gummy worms as well. So. That was really good. I tried a little bit of that. My wife got that one. I got the Gravedigger Gravedigger Milkshake over there as well. And I was a little skeptical of it, but while I was there, I wanted to try something that's exclusive to the party. And you can only get this milkshake during the party. So the milkshake was made of coconut and matcha blended soft serve topped with whipped cream. And I really enjoyed this. I'm usually not a matcha fan. Or, um, I do like coconut, so maybe that's what made it, um, more enjoyable for me, but it was really good. It was hard to describe. It wasn't like overly tea flavored or anything like that. It was sweet enough, but not overly sweet. And it was just good. Like it was refreshing on a hot evening where you're sweating all night. And I recommend it. It's really good. Give it a shot. If you're in the mood for a milkshake that you can't get anywhere else, Throughout the parks, try it out. It's really good. I do like it. We also tried that Doomberry um, drink over there as well. I think you can get that anytime, but that was really good. It was like a ginger ale style um, soda uh, that was flavored. It had some like purple thrown into it as well. Um, I think it was like Raz, no, Blackberry or something like that. But that was really good too. It was very refreshing. So go over there get yourself a good corn dog, which it was a really great corn dog. It comes with some chips as well. And it was like the perfect way to end the evening. Um, But yeah, it was a great experience, great time. We had the in-laws in and it was, it was a lot of fun. Everybody had a great time and it, it feels like we got our money's worth. It started off rocky by um, the first 45 minutes were a little rough. It was, seemed a little unorganized and things like that, but They rebounded nicely. And the party is really long, so there's a long time to make up for that. And we made up for it. We got a ton of candy. And we had a great time. So overall, A plus. Also, we um we got the kids into Harmony Barber Harmony Barber Shop for an appointment. We just walked in one morning when we got there. They got us a later appointment for like four PM. This was a couple weeks or a few weeks ago actually. But we ate breakfast over at the Grand Floridian Cafe. And we walked over under the monorail. There's a nice walkway there now. It's about 10 to 15 minutes walk. It was a really nice walk. And what we did was we parked over at Grand Floridian. Didn't have to go through TTC or anything like that. Ate our meal over at the cafe. And then walked over to Magic Kingdom. And we asked about the... um, getting an appointment for the kids because they needed haircuts and they were getting tired of having mom and dad haircuts from the pandemic so we did that and it turned out fantastic it was our son's like official first haircut so we got a certificate with his name on it and he got my first haircut mickey ears as well and it was all for like under 30 dollars so a really good deal and a great memory my daughter got a haircut she did fantastic there as well so they really do a good job over at the barber shop I hear a lot of people saying, why would somebody get your haircut while we were waiting? Someone's like, why? Why would you do that? And why not, right? Like, you have to get your haircut somewhere. I'd rather get my haircut on Main Street than, you know, Fantastic Sam's. Not to besmirch Fantastic Sam's in any way, or Great Clips or anything like that, but you're already at Magic Kingdom. The haircut doesn't take very long, and it's pretty affordable, so why not get it there, right? And it's a great memory and a great story. And it's super convenient because you're already there and you can get your haircut. Um, I was even thinking about getting my haircut there. I know my wife was too. So um, it's not just for kids, it's for adults too. And what we did was we got there pretty early in the morning. We went in and we asked if they have any appointments for later. And they got us hooked up that afternoon. So check it out if that's something you're interested in or if you have a kid who's awaiting their first haircut just let them know it's their first haircut and they'll make it a special moment for you as well. It's really great for uh, photo opportunities as well. So uh, try it out, check it out. It's a really great experience. I'm sure a lot of people don't even know it's there unless you go there and and look, but um, they do a really great job and I'm glad that they're open again. Starting to feel like everything's coming together, starting to be open again and it's looking nice uh, around the parks. It's feeling like old times again. All right, on that same trip when we drove to the Grand Floridian uh, that one morning, we stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge over um, over at Animal Kingdom, shocker. And to follow up with my last episode about the the bracket and the sit-down table service restaurants, and my champion was Sanan, I was able to eat there for the first time, and I'm happy to say I feel really great about my pick. My wife asked me yesterday, "Is like, would you still pick Sanaa if um, if you had the opportunity? And I would say yes. And I told her yes. The kids' food was great. It wasn't just like mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, even though they do have some things like that. Um, but that bread service alone was worth the trip. You got like nine different dipping sauces to try out. And that non bread was incredible. A little pricey at $20, but it was definitely worth it. And it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. Um, and my butter chicken was one of the best things I've ever eaten, honestly. It came in like a little pot with this sauce. I thought it was going to be more like curry-based, but it wasn't like that true curry that you're used to. And I like that because I'm not a big curry person. But this butter chicken, I could just drink that sauce that it came in. That orange sauce was fantastic. Super smooth, super, super great and creamy. And it was just incredible. Everything I had there was fantastic. And I feel confident in saying that is the best table service restaurant on property. So check it out. I know it's a little bit out of the way. If you don't stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, it might be a little out of your way. But I definitely recommend going there at least once. We also ate at Boma. And that was a buffet style. The fun thing about Boma was it's a nice spread. It had a lot of food and a lot of different items that you wouldn't normally try unless you ate here. Everything was incredible, though. They had, like, corn pudding. They had ribs that were good. They had a lot of stews, like oxtail stew. That was really good. They had some chowders and things like that. Um, But it was really great. The service was great. The buffet was incredible. The food was great. The desserts were good as well. They had these zebra dome cakes. Those are great. So if you're looking for somewhere that's pretty close to the parks and on property, Animal Kingdom Lodge also has some of the best dining that I've found on a Disney property. They have Boma. They have Jiko, which we haven't tried before. They have Sanaa. Um, so yeah, try it out. It's really great. Sanaa was fantastic. It slightly edged out Boma for me, but both of them were incredible. So, if you're used to like buffets and really love buffets, check out Boma, it's really good. All right, anyways, uh, the room was pretty nice too, it was like a normal um, deluxe room. It had a little balcony as well, um, but not too bad. The bars throughout the, the resort were really great as well, and I'll be posting a room review on my youtube at a joel new world so check that out it's coming soon i know i'm behind on everything like i said i got a new computer and a new job so i'm just trying to find that balancing act uh of getting on a new schedule with this podcast too so just be patient and we'll get back to it all right let's get to the news like i said in my previous episode the new lego haunted mansion set is now available and i was able to find it it sold out for a while it wasn't at the lego store at Disney Springs. But at Memento Mori's over at Magic Kingdom, they had a bunch of them. And they were only like, I think they were retailing for about $40. But with the annual pass discount of 20%, I ended up paying about $34 with tax. So it's not bad for LEGO. The set's not really big. It's not a huge set like you would think. But um, it's a nice, detailed, smaller LEGO set that's easy to build in a day. It is 600 pieces of those smaller pieces, but looks incredible, and it was a lot of fun to put together. I did that recently, and it was a lot of fun. Next, we are seeing rumblings of testing the water fountain in Hollywood Studios for the return of Phantasmic. So if you're a huge fan of Phantasmic, and for me alone, I haven't honestly seen that show enough to tell you that I love it, but... The fact that there's not a nighttime show at Hollywood Studios is kind of a bummer. But it definitely needs something like this coming back. And that's what we're getting. They're testing it, and it's eventually coming very soon. I would imagine during the holiday season, or maybe around October 1st, I would imagine that would be the magic day for a lot of things to open. It's the 40th anniversary of Epcot, too, coming up on October 1st. It was my prediction for Tron, um, being September or almost a month away now. I don't know. That might be a little bit, uh, reaching for it, but, um, I'm still holding out hope that Tron opens by the end of the year. They started filling up their planters around the area, doing the irrigation, filling it up with dirt. So they're going to start doing that landscaping very soon. They've been doing a lot of testing. People like real people have been testing and riding Tron. So I expect, um, and I know the The D23 Expo is coming up here in about a week's time, so about seven or eight days. And I expect a big announcement on Tron coming up soon, so maybe in a future episode I'll be able to break down the details from D23. And hopefully Tron is one of those items. Um, So they are doing a lot of testing. I feel like a soft opening could be coming very soon. Hopefully in October sometime. That would be fantastic. But I feel like a more realistic timeline might be November, December, December. Or even January, so we'll see. I'm sticking to my October 1st for, for it being opening at some capacity. But we're very close to Tron opening, so that's very exciting. Um, and like I said, Phantasmic is returning to Hollywood Studios. They haven't announced a date that I'm aware of yet, but that's exciting to have a show come back to Hollywood Studios. It really needs one because people kind of just bail out at a certain time and go to Magic, uh, Magic Kingdom or Epcot or somewhere like that. So, um, having a nighttime show is very much needed at Hollywood Studios. Alright, if you are a Gideon's Cookies fan, or Gideon's Bakehouse fan like myself, I'm very excited for this month's cookie. This month's cookie of the month is Peanut Butter Cold Brew. So, if you're not familiar with what they do, they usually have an exclusive cookie. that's only available for a month at a time. Last month it was the Banana... Bread cookie. It was like chocolate chip, banana bread. That one was amazing. It was one of my favorite cookies they've ever put out. and still my favorite though is that pistachio toffee nut. That cookie is amazing and I get that one every time. but this month's is that peanut butter cold brew. So over at Disney Springs, you can get a peanut butter cold brew drink and that is one of the best coffees I've had as well. so, I'm assuming that it's going to taste somewhat similar to that. And if you're a peanut butter lover, you can't go wrong with this cookie. We recently tried out a different Gideon's location, the, the one that's closer to downtown. It's in the market um, over there. And it was kind of cool because extremely different from the one at Disney Springs, of course. It was in like a market area, like a two-story market, like you would see um, like in Seattle, where you walk through the street And there's different shops and things like that on either side, but this one was enclosed in a building. But it was the same concept, and it was just really cool to see. They had like a uh, a butcher, like a meat shop, coffee house, a bread place, and Gideon's was kind of tucked in the middle of those. And it was really small. I was expecting it to be bigger. It was really small, but they were very organized and very efficient because you know, sometimes you can wait for hours at a time at Disney Springs. You can skip that hour wait and just go there to the downtown location. We took us all of maybe three or four minutes. So um, that was pretty cool. And I do work over there downtown in that downtown area now, which is only like maybe seven to 10 minutes away. So very convenient, very excited. I can just hop over there and grab some cookies very quickly I've even heard that you can place an order online and then pick it up in person, and that's very efficient as well. So, um, so if you're a Gideon's fan, that new cookie is coming out, and it looks like it has fall-colored uh, M&Ms in it as well, so or Reese's Pieces or something like that. But looks really good, and I want to try it out very soon. Over at Epcot, they've had a lot of closures with that middle section, as you're aware if you've been there. It's very noticeable, right? have to go around the middle section as opposed to just walking right through that's because they're building the moana's journey of water attraction there and it's moving along very quickly at epcot i'm assuming they're trying to pump this thing out very closely to their 40th anniversary which is october 1st coming up very soon it's been churning along very nicely and i'm very excited for that to open up and kind of have the flow of traffic being more natural at epcot it is kind of a pain going around as opposed to just cutting through. It does save you a lot of time and a lot of energy, but i um, very excited for that. My kids love water. They love Moana. So I'm sure they're going to enjoy this attraction very much. And, um, I think we're very excited to see those walls come down over at Epcot. So i um, very excited for that to come. There's a lot of changes going on at the parks and i think we're heading in the right direction things seem to be opening up again and um you know tron's coming back to completion the railroad will be opening up very soon along with tron and this moana attraction is opening up too so a lot of good changes a lot of positive positive. and with that i like i said this was just a news heavy episode i want to get back to making more regular content on a consistent schedule um, so I, I plan on getting back on track with that. Thanks for being patient. And thanks for all your support. Thanks for all your downloads and all your listens. Hopefully you guys gain some knowledge uh, from this. I'm not an expert by any means. I've just been to the parks a lot of times. I've been through these experiences a lot of times and planning trips, You know, dining at these restaurants, going to these resorts. And I feel like we, um, as a family, my wife and I, we understand the ins and outs of the system and we're trying to give you the best tips best recommendations and keep you updated on the news as well and the, the goings on of the parks here at Walt Disney World as well as Disneyland as well. So I hope you're enjoying the content like I said follow me on Twitter at AJoelNewWorld uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel at a Joel New World as well that's my YouTube channel and uh, you can get a first hand experience of some of my resort tours my room reviews and just some other experiences as they pop up like i said hope you enjoyed the episode i'll be making some more and hopefully i'll be able to stick to my consistent schedule till then i'll see you next time boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast it jumped up a notch it did didn't it